Welcome to the Oval Office Tapes. This is CNN's Gemma Costa, your favorite enemy of the people, and guest host for this week's episode, because the White House revoked my pass. So I guess I need a new job. The Oval Office Tapes is sponsored by Calm.com. Hey, it's me, Lady Justice, just checking in. Having a lot of fun on my extended vacation. Canada is beautiful. Or it would be if I could see it. <laughs> Anywho, I know I said I'd be back in America in 2020 soon as the current president left town, but looks like I might be kept in a holding tent for another four years. Yikes. <laughs> so be good. Don't burn the country down. And if I come back and you've completely dismantled the justice system, I'm going to be really disappointed. So don't do it. Meanwhile, remember, in case of a justice emergency or any sort of high anxiety, there's always Calm, the number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation. It was even named Apple's 2017 app of the year. For a limited time, Oval Office Tapes listeners can get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash tapes. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash tapes. Hello, sweetheart. You know I love the way that you talk. Hello, sweetheart. And I got too much love in my heart. What you are about to hear are audio tapes recorded at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, a place I'm no longer welcome. In tonight's episode, we bring you selections from the week of the 5th of November, 2018. The midterm election results are in, and though the president has claimed victory, the truth is that the balance of power in Washington has shifted, as the Democratic Party has wrested control of the House of Representatives from the Republicans. Next up, the post-election hangover. On the first day after the election, the president fired his attorney general, removed my press credentials because I dared to ask him a question during a press conference, threatened the incoming speaker of the House with war if the Congress fulfills its oversight duties, and put the country on the precipice of an all-out constitutional crisis. And that was just day one. But that is the news. This is the story. President Trump believes in the inherent superiority of his genes. He ascribes to what his father called the racehorse theory of human development and credits his purebred genes for his success. What a cool guy. It might come as no surprise, then, that with his presidency suddenly in a tizzy, now that House Democrats will be investigating every aspect of his administration, Trump wants to be sure that his closest White House advisors share his genetic purity. Sarah, Stevie Wonder Boy, get in here. Time to batten down the hatches. Mueller was about to indict Don Jr. I stopped him by firing the Attorney General, but the Dems are coming after me, after my family, after my tax returns. Now is the moment of truth. Are you with me or against me? Ready with to take you, a bolt, sir. sir. I hope it's true. That's why I asked you both and the rest of the administration to take a genetic purity test and prove to me once and for all that you are worthy of serving Trump. Um, are those the genealogy reports, sir? 23 and me, baby. This administration can no longer afford the burden of even one impure gene. Let's take a look, shall we? 
Let's start with you, Stevie Wonderboy, architect of my anti-immigration efforts. I'd say Achtung, Mr. President, but it would be too on the nose. Steven, did you know that you're 100% Jew? A descendant of immigrants fleeing from persecution? Uh, yeah, sir. It's like the most hilarious thing about me. I'm dripping in irony. Irony is one thing. Self-loathing idiocy is a whole other ballgame. You're arguing to institute laws to cage, torture, and deport people just like your own ancestors. You don't see anything wrong with that? No, I'm super proud of being a total piece of shit. Fair enough. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, everyone in the world knows that your father is borderline mentally deficient. Our sympathies, of course. Thank you, Mr. President. We've done our best to prop him up in public. Room for improvement. Let's see. Your test shows that you're 160th African and not the good kind. Well, uh, now you have two members in your senior administration who are of color. Way to go, sir. No, you don't get it. I believe in eugenics. I was born blessed with a natural tan complexion and my flaxen blonde hair because of my untainted blood. Look at my test results. I'm 99% white European and 1% American. Oh my God. What? Well, this says you were 1% um, Latin American, not American American. Ah, <laughs> okay, so... So it means you're 1% Hispanic. You might even be Mexican. That can't be true. You're misreading it. It says 1% Latin American. Latin American. How did this happen? You probably have a distant ancestor who's Latin American. Very distant. No biggie. But I'm not Mexican. I can't be. I mean, I don't rape people. Um. Yes, Sarah? Nothing. I swallowed my gum. I've never rolled a taquito in my life. Well, you did seem to enjoy that taco bowl on Cinco de Mayo. Oh my God, you're right. I love that taco bowl from Trump Tower. Sir, just because you are a percentage Hispanic doesn't mean anything has to change. Stevie, you're awfully quiet over there. Say something. I, uh... Stop looking at me like that. Like what? You're caging me with your eyes. I'm not. Yes, you are. What do you want me to do? Deport myself? It would be a start. I'm sorry. I'm all mixed up. In my life, I live by two mottos. Hail Trump and hate Mexicans. But now does hailing you mean I hail Mexicans? Oh, what a tale of star-crossed lovers, you and me. But I didn't choose my race. It's so unfair. Why must I be treated differently? Well, if I may, sir, uh, this actually might be a good lesson for all of us in humility and compassion. We could stop demonizing others. We could stop preaching fear and start preaching acceptance. <laughs> oh, wow. Sarah, you actually made a good joke. Must be the black in me. All of a sudden, I'm Eddie Murphy. I should see if I can play jazz like Duke Ellington. But seriously, what are we going to do? I guess find someone else to hate? Jews. Sir. Oh, yeah. Um, blacks. Sir. Well, we do still have Muslims and trans people. That's true. Art of the deal. A vow among we three. What if we make these 23 Me results our little secret? And in the meantime, maybe we take it a little easier on my people. I don't know, sir. You promised me we'd revoke birthright citizenship and that I could personally reinstate our family separation policy. But didn't family separation work out really poorly for us last time? Have we learned nada? Nada? Uh, I mean nothing. I said nothing. I'd hate to have to quote you, Mr. President. Or should I say, Senor Presidente? Fine. I'll overturn birthright and we'll cage the Mexican children once again. But not a word of these results to anyone. Are we agreed? What, what results, results, sir? Boom. Kaboom.
With the midterms behind him, Donald Trump's first order of business was to cripple special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation into alleged collusion between the Trump presidential campaign and Russia during the 2016 election. He abruptly fired Attorney General Jeff Sessions and replaced him with Matthew Whitaker, a man known to be hostile towards Mueller's efforts. Where does that leave Mueller? Let's listen and learn. Mr. Mueller, I just spoke to the Oval Office. Apparently, there will be a delay with your call with the president. I, I can't believe he's doing this interview at all. He and Giuliani resisted it for months. Now that Sessions is gone and Whitaker's your boss, everyone knows what the president and his gang are up to. Uh, they won't fire me. That would look too corrupt. Instead, they'll starve the investigation, reduce our budget to nickel, refuse to allow me to indict anyone, and when I deliver the report, they'll bury it in a drawer. Perhaps they haven't heard about backup copies and congressional hearings, but I guess they're in for a surprise. Robert Mueller's office. Hey there, sweetheart. This is President Trump calling for Bob. I'm here. Mr. President, you're on speaker, so it's easier for me to take notes. Terrific. Wonderful. Look, I'm happy to accommodate you however you need. Mr. President, your voice seems different. Ah, <coughs> what do you know? Laryngitis is a real bitch. Rudy, is that you? God, come on now. This interview was agreed to after months of negotiations. Give the phone to the president. How can I give the phone to the president when I am the president? Call me back with the president. <sighs> Have we sunk to the level of phony phone calls, sir? Robert Mueller's office. Hey there, sweetheart. This is Rudy Giuliani calling for Bob. You're on speaker, Rudy. Again. Again? What do you mean again? When was the last time I talked to you? must have been back when we still had a total pussy for an attorney general. Where's the president? Well, here's the thing, Bob. We decided that you're not going to get the president. First you try to get some charade past me, then you back out of our agreement at the last second. Who's playing charades? Not me. I only like that game when I'm drinking, and everyone knows I haven't had a drop in years. Rudy, I wanted to do this voluntarily out of respect for the office of the presidency, but it can happen involuntarily as well. Sure, you should subpoena the president, get your new boss to approve it. That's going to be like shoving a marshmallow into a piggy bank, my friend. It just ain't going to happen. Well, can't stop me from trying. Hold on, Bob. Must we fight? I mean, we're really in a new era of cooperation here in Washington. Now that the Dems have won back the House, let's try to get along. This sounds like a setup if ever I've heard one. Hear me out. How about I answer your questions on behalf of the president? How about not in a million years? Oh, come on. You were going to take written answers from him. Who do you think was going to do the writing? Uh, fine. Mr. President, did your son, Don Jr., inform you in advance of a meeting at Trump Tower on June 9, 2016, in which a Russian lawyer promised damaging information on candidate Clinton? You know, Donnie might have mentioned it to me several times, but no more than that. And it's hard to say if I was listening or busy checking out broads on the campaign trail. You know what it's like. Summer in New York City. The skirts, the halter tops, but doodly do, if you know what I'm saying. So then, Don Jr. lied when he testified to Congress that he never informed you of the meeting. Oh, really? Well, that's... shit, that's perjury. Mr. President, did Roger Stone consult with you on his interactions with WikiLeaks, specifically as regarded their plans to release stolen emails from the Clinton campaign? Well, let's just put it this way. Only a genius would think to start dumping all those Podesta emails just hours after that bogus grab by the pussy tape was put out. Brilliant. It's like firing the Attorney General the day after you get spanked in the midterms. Turn the beat around, love to hear percussion. And would you say that you are a genius, Mr. President? Well, I wouldn't say I'm not a genius, because that'd be a bald-faced lie. Moving on. 
Mr. President, on January 7, 2017, did former FBI Director Comey inform you that the Kremlin possessed a tape of you enjoying prostitutes urinating on a bed that President Obama had slept in? And were you surprised to learn of this? Surprised? Are you kidding me? The stories I could tell about hookers all over the world. Of course, an attractive guy like me doesn't need to pay for a good screw. But there's something about paying for it that's so pure. More like love than anything I've experienced since childhood, if you must know. Okay, then. One final question. This one's for you, Mr. Giuliani. Have you been drinking... Are you kidding? What an insult. I haven't had a drink since this morning. This morning? You mean for breakfast? Okay. I had one gin neat at lunch, but you gotta wash down the lobster tail with something, am I right? So, we done here? Oh, yes. I have more than enough material. You've been very forthcoming. Thanks, Bob. By the way, try to use a single word of this interview, and you'll be hearing from Acting Attorney General Whitaker. And I suspect that will be the last call you ever get from him. Happy fucking midterms, you stinking piece of shit. Oh, man. This is gonna get ugly. You can get thousands of podcasts for free on Spotify, including ours, as well as a bunch more of the most popular news and politics shows. Go beyond the clickbait with new episodes of The Daily by The New York Times, up first by NPR, WSJ What's News by WSJ, The Weeds by Vox, and much more. To listen on Spotify, just open the app, tap search, type in your favorite show name, and get streaming. Download the free app today and start listening to podcasts on Spotify. In the weeks leading up to the midterms, a migrant caravan of thousands of Central American refugees fled from violence in their home countries and made their way on foot to seek better lives in Mexico or the United States. But while many saw in these migrants a desperate group of asylum seekers adhering to international law, Donald Trump saw an opportunity to stir up ethnic and racial tensions in order to inspire his base to show up on Election Day. He sent over 5,000 fully armed members of the United States military to the Mexican border and labeled the migrants invaders. With the election behind him, Trump's Secretary of Defense James Mattis figures the president will let go of his made-up war. Senior advisor Stephen Miller suspects the same. Both are in for a surprise. Mad Dog Mattis, get in here, you man of war. How's my big, beautiful war going? Sure. The thousands of dirty hordes of migrant militias invading our southern border. Operation Faithful Patriot. Well, it's not really an invasion. Like hell it's not. Hold on. Stephen Miller, my little Stevie Wonder Boy, is calling me from the front line. Stevie Wonder Boy, you're on speakerphone with me and the Mad Dog. Mr. President? How's it looking? Give us all the gory details. It's so dope here. You know all these right-wing loonies have come down here to defend the border? They love me, sir. I almost get what having friends must feel like. Good God, Stevie. This isn't the anti-immigrant spring break you never had. This is war. How many migrants have they killed? I haven't seen any migrants yet. In fact, I'm told they're still several hundred miles away. Actually, sir... Since the midterms are over, I I was thinking maybe we could wrap up this whole stunt. You know, let our troops come home for the holidays. Did you say stunt? Yes, sir. But you told the news that the military doesn't do stunts. What is taking these vicious thugs so long to get here? They're walking on foot. Stevie, is this true? Where's the action? Oh, there's not really any action, sir. Though, yesterday this little Venezuelan girl did show up for asylum. They gave her water and took her shoelaces. She looked so sad, it was hilarious. These migrants are pathetic. 
If I was launching a full-scale invasion of a country, I'd have catapults, battering rams, and massive tanks. Maybe impoverished refugees don't make for the best invaders. Can we give them something? Our old equipment? You know, give them a fighting chance? Probably wouldn't look too good for us to be giving out weapons to use against our own troops. Probably wouldn't look too good for me to promise my beautiful right-wing lunatic base a war and instead give them thousands of families of poor people being mowed down by the U.S. Army. Because then I'd need someone to blame for that. Not it. Fine. I'll look into arming the migrants for you. Are you just saying that? Or are you actually going to look into it? I'm just saying it. Fuck off, Mattis. Someone needs to be straight with you. The reality is there's no invasion, sir. And there isn't going to be a war. This scenario isn't going to have the payoff you want. Really? That's all you guys can say to me? I promised my people a bloodbath and a race war, and I've got them all hyped up? Secretary Mad Dog Mattis, it's time to deliver. Well, sir, then I guess the question is, do you really want me to shoot women and children? I think I've been very clear about that. Sir, wouldn't it be easier to just continue with the same game plan you've been using all along? Go on. Well, just continue to make shit up. Say we're under attack. Say the United States is a peace-loving nation, but when we're assaulted, we will fight fire with fire. Get Fox News... I mean, your press department, to generate some powerful imagery. Why fight an actual war when you can make one up from scratch? That's what I've been saying for weeks. You can declare victory and the folks down here can keep on partying. We've already spent about 200 million on this operation. Another 50 million is going out the window every week. Okay, guys, shut up. Hmm. I thought on this, and I'm going to go with my money-saving idea and declare victory without doing anything. It was bloody... But it was historic, and none of it would have been possible without me. Great work, everyone. Wahoo! Thank the Lord. What? I mean, thank you, Commander Trump. Privyet, you may remember from news that Russian spies listen in on every conversation your president have on his private cell phone. But I am the lucky spy who listens to his sons. So smug. So dumb. So much hair gel. I don't even want to make fun of them. They make me so sad. Like life has lost all meaning. A tale told by an idiot signifying nothing. But the light is always darkest before the dawn. And it's holiday time. The time of year when everyone is cheery and thinking about thoughtful gifts. Think about giving yourself the gift of an Audible membership, access to an unbeatable selection of audiobooks, including Fantasyland, How America Went Haywire, A 500-Year History by Kurt Anderson. Right now, for a limited time, you can get three months of Audible for just $6.95 a month. For more, go to audible.com slash oval or text oval to 500 500. That's audible.com slash oval or text O-V-A-L to 500-500. What does President Trump do now that the midterms are over? Other than, of course, suppress the freedom of the press. How about a few days of tough work at one of his country clubs playing some golf? Not so fast, say advisor Kellyanne Conway and legal counsel Rudy Giuliani. Mr. President, now that the midterms are behind us... And we were the winners, big league. And we were the winners, big league. I think we should consider a meeting this weekend to talk political strategy heading into the presidential. Are you kidding me? 
I'm actually planning on going down to Mar-a-Lago. Barely played any golf the last couple of months, and now I finally got some time to relax. That sounds wonderful, my friend. We can hit the links, ogle some broads, and have a nice dinner. Well done steak and a double quarter pounder family meal for you. Neat gin for me. We deserve it. <clears throat> we really should take some time to talk 2020, Mr. President. Come on, you're working me to death here. Well, the Dems are already running against you. You'd be a fool to let them get a big head start. Why am I taking lectures on how to win from you, Rudy? I'm the one who won the biggest electoral landslide in world history. I'm the one who single-handedly won the midterms. I'll tell you why. 9-11. That makes no sense at all, Mayor Giuliani. Says you. But says me, 9-11. Gets me away with everything for 17 years and counting. If you don't have time for a full strategy session, Mr. President, let's at least take a few minutes here to discuss the broad parameters of your messaging. You want to hear about my messaging for 2020? Here's my platform. Presidential harassment should be illegal. I'm the real victim here. Four more years. That's it? No one's tax returns should ever be released. No one's family business should ever be probed. Pelosi comes after me, and it's W-A-R spells war. Your entire campaign will be built around avoiding House investigations? Sure will. You realize you're talking to the greatest brander of all time, right? You didn't fall and I'll hit your head on the way over, did you, Kellyanne? Should I call 911? <laughs> you're hilarious, sir. I think it's best if we start going over some possibilities for who you'll be running against and figure out the most effective way to highlight their weaknesses. I don't have to highlight anything. I just need to give them nicknames. That's how I got elected president. That's how I'm going to win re-election. I come up with a stupid name. You all think won't make a difference. And then the other guy melts like the Wicked Witch of the West. All right, I'll start. Bernie Sanders. Crazy Bernie. I know you've used that one before, but maybe we can talk a little bit more about how his voting record on gun rights is all over. Hava na Bernie. Too Jewy. Maybe a tad. I've got it. How about Weekend at Bernie? What? I mean, how old is that guy? Like a hundred? Our motto will be, Weekend at Bernie Sanders. Isn't that guy dead yet? But respectfully, sir, in 2020, you'll be 74. For me, that'll be middle age. Next. What about Biden? Cotton Face Joe. I don't get it. Me either. It's like Cotton Eye Joe, only with Biden, he's got a cotton face. Big and white and puffy. Cotton Face Joe. Uh, maybe Joe Schmo? Man, Rudy, you're terrible at this. Let's go with... Grabby Joe. Grabby Joe? Yeah, he's always rubbing people's shoulders, grabbing women by the hips. Okay, but my concern there is it will remind people about what you said on that Access Hollywood tape. You know, grab women. I by never the... said that, and everyone knows it. Tape was doctored. We have a report coming. Grabby Joe it is. Next. Okay, what about Cory Booker? Booker the looker. All beauty, but no brains. Mm, you seem to always say that African Americans aren't smart enough. Booker the looker. Totally unqualified to be anything. What else you bozos got? Beto O'Rourke. Beto not. Like, better not, but Beto not. Oprah? Nopra. What about Kamala Harris? Totally unqualified. If she's dumb enough to run, we just call her fake Oprah. Amy Klobuchar. Who the fuck is that? No, seriously, did you just make up that name? She's a senator? Not. Okay, I got one. What about Elizabeth Warren? Seriously? You did not just ask me that. <clears throat> okay, maybe it's time to head down to Mar-a-Lago after all. This is CNN's Jim Acosta, who can usually be found on your TV set reporting in from the White House. But Donald Trump and his friends won't let me in that building anymore, so the good people at the Oval Office tapes invited me to guest host this week's episode. And you know what? I had a really good time. I might just come back for more. 
In the meantime, please let the White House know what you think about freedom of the press. We're here to protect your freedoms and to speak truth to power. So now's the time we need you to stand up on our behalf. Thanks for listening, and please join us again for more tapes from the Oval Office. Blumhouse Television and Cutler Productions present the Oval Office Tapes, performed by Mary Birdsong, Chris Cox, Brendan McKay, Jeff Rector, and Richard Tatum. Our show is written by Scott Conroy, R.J. Cutler, Mike Schneider, and Leslie Hollingsworth. Trevor Smith is our producer. The Oval Office Tapes is directed by R.J. Cutler. Rich Berner is our technical director. Our show is recorded and edited by Julian Nicholson and Eric Safuentes, and designed and mixed by Glenn Ferguson at the Invisible Studios, West Hollywood. Our casting directors are Meg Mormon and Sunday Bowling. Tess Ryan is our writer's assistant. Production support is provided by Chloe Sanders, Alexandria Nichols, and James Gelberg. Al Wickers keeps us honest. Our theme music is Connection by King Tough. This podcast is distributed by Cadence 13. Our executive producers are Jason Blum, Scott Conroy, and R.J. Cutler. The Oval Office Tapes is created by R.J. Cutler. Check out our website, ovalofficetapes.com. We're also on Twitter and other social media at Oval Office Tapes. Thanks for listening to the Oval Office Tapes. Hey guys, it's Lady Justice calling again. Please call me back. I've been trying to get in touch with you for two years. Starting to get worried. Also, visit calm.com slash tapes. The number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation. That's calm.com slash tapes. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash tapes.